Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What up? Doug Gottlieb Show in the Bonus, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. Welcome in. Uh, a lot happened yesterday. All of it was surprising. Right? All the underdogs won last night or yesterday. The Diamondbacks force a game seven in Philadelphia. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. I'll give you my pick of the day. The the Texas Rangers go into Houston to win 11 to three. Did I didn't know Bruce Bochy is now six and oh in game sevens? Wow. <laughs> and Dusty Baker's 0 and four in game sevens. There you go. Yeah. Wow. What a um, stop. And that may be Dusty Baker's last game as manager. I like Dusty Baker a lot. Um, he really helped my Angels win a World Series in 2002. Of course, <laughs> he was managing the San Francisco Giants at the time. But I actually, I've, I've, uh, Dusty and I had a beer one time. It might have been some sort of mixed cocktail sometime. And he said, uh, you know, I, I know the line you've always said about me. And I was like, what line? He's like, how I, uh, best manager in baseball till the game starts. I was like, well, I repeated that line. He's like, no, that's not the one I'm thinking of anyway. It's like, what are you thinking of? He's like, how I, I know how to manage because I move that toothpick left to right. I was like, you do. That's that's great. You know that one? He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, we're good. He's a, honestly a great dude. You don't survive in baseball for your entire professional life unless people really, really like being around you. Like, that's the secret to baseball. It's like 
it's as much as as you think it's about wins or losses. There's a lot of relationship stuff, relatable stuff. Um. Anyway, to, um, by the way, to uh, show you how well liked he is, um, somehow he's been able to wear wristbands as a manager, and no one gives him shit for it. Nobody and, gives him shit for it because he must Dustin be a really good Baker. guy. He's he's a really really good guy. Like he's the kind of guy that you go and you end up enjoying his presence, laughing a little bit, learning a little bit. Awesome dude. I've hung out with him and, twice in, in in social company. Yes. And by the way, he was a very, very good player. Excellent player. Yeah. He wasn't Excellent like player. just some has-been guy. He no, actually, no. with the Dodgers, he hit 30 home runs one year and led them to like three pennants in the World Series. Yeah. He's awesome. So, um, and then you had Minnesota beating the San Francisco 49ers. Also a surprise. Um, we'll get to sports in one second. I have a question for you, Jason, and this is the perfect place to ask. You ready for it? Yep. Um, you pull up and it's compact car parking. Yep. Is a compact car based upon the length or the width of the car? I always thought it was a width thing, right? It's a width. Yeah. You did? I always thought it was a length thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought compact was typically more skinny. John, you got to break the tie here. I mean. Well, I, I always thought it was like, because it has to fit into a small area. So I thought it would be more, like Jason said, smaller. The width? The width, yeah. I think it's because of the length. Ilo, can you help us out? Put Ilo, put those headsets on. Isaac, um, a, a compact parking spot. Of which we are very well versed around here. It is unquestionably the width of the car. Thank you. Unquestionably. Unquestionably? I think it's actually, the width of cars is honestly... Uh, almost all the same. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> what about no, no. cars? So the back end Doug of your car, right. so your, your back end of your car doesn't stick out. Okay. Doug is right, which only leads to the bigger point that compact spaces, of which comprise half of the parking structure here, are completely irrelevant, unnecessary, and just meant to annoy us. No, I think it's so the back end of your car doesn't. Uh, it, it it doesn't. I mean you're. It's one of those things where you're making me rethink something that I just assumed for 50 years was width. I'm a big girth guy. I'm I'm always concentrating on the width of things, like parking spaces and whatnot. Um, But if you're now, you're making me rethink it. I'm going to Google it. Uh, So a standard parking spot, it has the width of 7.9 to nine feet. Okay, Um, and, and and a standard length is. Oh, let's see here. So, yeah, the standard length is 20 feet. Compact spaces are 16 to 18 feet in length. Okay. Now, they can be smaller in width as well to 7.5 feet. But here's, here's the problem with it. The average car width, compact or otherwise, is 5.8 feet. Are there compact cars that are smaller? Yeah, there's one car that's like 5.2 feet. But again, by a, on average, all cars are about the same in terms of width. There are some that are that exceed 5.8 feet. There are some that are smaller than 5.8 feet. The variance is in the length of the car. So if you want to jam your car into a spot where there's no place for you to open your doors, Which as long as your length, does. as long but, as your length is, isn't too like, long, okay. And you you're look okay. out, you look out in our parking lot, okay, which is an abject disaster. Disaster. It is the I worst agree. planned parking lot ever. Like this can't be that hard. We've had cars for a hundred years on this planet and, and in Los Angeles, like we're overrun by cars and somehow they've gotten away with it. 
Anyway, the point is, if you look at the spaces, you can go out there and take a tape measure. They're the same in terms of width with the compact and the regular one. The difference is that the compact is designed so you have a smaller car so the back end of your car isn't in the way of when you're driving around looking for a parking spot. Yeah, I, I never. We're going to put this out that. into the Twitterverse and ask, but I, I honestly believe I what you guys believe walking in, I think I'm going to prove you wrong. I got into a, not, it wasn't a heated debate. It was really interesting. And when, I, when was it? Today? Yeah. And someone said you can't park there because your car is too no, no, wide? No, 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 no. I was oh. trying to, I was going to park and it was like, well, it's compact and I have a sedan. It's four doors, and, I, and then I parked in a regular spot. It was still incredibly tight on the sides, and we got into this, well, what's the difference in a compact and regular? And I was like, well, the length. They're like, no, it's the width. I was like, no, the width is bad of mine, too. Like, I'm literally parked inside, like, right inside the line, like a millimeter inside the line on one side, a millimeter on the, on the line on the side the other side. Like, it's not, and there's no difference in the width. It's the length. What is the name of the um, the hybrid, the Toyota, the original? like Prius. Prius. You're telling me that a Prius is just as wide as an SUV? Okay, let's see. Let's that see. doesn't Wait. make any sense SUV. to me. I think Doug said cars. I, I don't think, no. I think trucks are different, right? SUVs not, not necessarily. don't Prius count. Oh, okay. Oh, let's see what a Prius. This Prius is helpful with. because Jason was planning on driving his drag racer to work. Uh, <laughs> no, a Prius is. Uh, well, it's, this is insane. a Dodge Charger and a Prius. I mean, they just seem a lot wider. Uh, no, they're they're uh, a, a Prius is a very small car. It's five feet in width. Width is 56. What is that? Five feet, eight inches, right? Four feet, eight inches. No, that's not possible. What's the width of a Prius? Four feet, six inches. It, it's not, this is in millimeters. Why, what, what is going on with you, Google? Why do we actually care? So the so it, it's been acknowledged that the people who designed our parking garage, they're the ones who designed the compact spaces and they put them measured in millimeters as well, just to annoy us a, for the specific Prius's conversation. Width is five feet nine inches in width. Okay, let's take um, a midsize SUV. Okay, a Toyota Highlander. What is the width of a Toyota Highlander? What is seventy five point eight zero inches? What is that? Six three, not six feet three. Okay, so yeah. it's bigger. It's bigger. It's wider. Um, and that's why we thought the compact spaces were telling. They were telling you if you have an SUV, don't park here, right? But they can't say no SUV parking because it can't be anti. Seems like it. Well, this is a. Isn't this an interesting conversation though? Like seriously, well, I was. It's one of those things that we all kind of take for granted. We all had working in our head at the time. And never really kind of dove into it. It's one of those I was today years old when I realized this yeah. things. I'm I'm I could be wrong. It may be both. It may be width and length. I'm almost positive it's about length. Because generally in places and our parking garage is the perfect example of it. Generally in places where um the parking is tight, it's tight at all spaces, and then there'll be a compact, and you're like, Well, what what's the difference? The difference is in the length because they don't want the back end of your car, you know, sticking out, so it's in the way when you're trying to go park. And is that just an attempt by the parking structure to fit as many cars as possible into the structure to do that? Or is that just a gen that had nothing to do with it? All about the parking Benjamins, I Because there are, there are parts, Doug, and you know this, like when I park, where two cars are parked and there's one spot that you can't get in. 
Right. It's so not t- wide enough. It's not wide enough. You yeah. can't even fit. So you're, yeah. you're wasting parking spaces. You also spaces. have, a, I mean, look, we're in Los Angeles. The douchebag ratio seems a little bit higher. <laughs> you know, where a guy has a really nice car, and so they park, and they do it in a way in which you, there's no possible chance of it. You know, which is... Um, okay. I, l- I do this thing, by the way, what? just to button this up. Every day, I park on the same level, and I back... I'm a backer in her. Yeah. I back in to a car that is traditionally parked. And I go, I leave about three or four inches because I know that all of us just drove ourselves here. There are no carpoolers. So that person isn't going to be annoyed by me parking really close to their passenger door. And it gives me plenty of room on the other side. Does that make sense? I agree with that. Makes sense. It's very logical thinking. Um, I have a car. Um, and without giving away, I think people who know this kind of car, I have a car that can, you can push a button and it can back out by, on its own so that however you park it, you don't have to worry about that. On the other hand, I like the backer inners because then you can park really close to their passenger side door because, again, I operate under the assumption that if you're a backer inner, you're protecting your driver's side door, not your passenger side door. Does that make sense? The opposite of what I just said. Yes. Yes. Yep. So, uh, good. Great minds do think alike there. Uh, let's get quickly to last night. I think I'm right about Brock Purdy, that he's good. He's solid. There's a reason that he was the last guy picked in the NFL draft. It's not because I'm mean or I don't like Iowa State. It's not because everybody missed. They did miss. He is capable of being a starting quarterback. He's good. He's smart. But there's there there is a lack of of talent there, right? I mean, let's let's take Lamar Jackson as, and you're like, well, that's not fair. Lamar Jackson's an MVP. Okay, but Lamar Jackson not, wasn't a perfect prospect. He was wildly inaccurate when he was in college. Uh, the accuracy, in many ways, got worse at times against the better competition. Matter of fact, Lamar's last bowl game, they played Mississippi State, he was fucking awful. Awful. And you had to find a team that would slowly integrate him in using some sort of run-pass option because, I mean, like, he may not have wanted to admit it, but he's maybe the greatest running quarterback ever who, by the way, can throw. It's not like he can't throw. And so when we say guy can't throw, it doesn't mean you're like Tim Tebow can't throw a spiral or, like, you can't throw at the level of Aaron Rodgers, blah, 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 blah. Go, go through it, Pat Mahomes, blah, et cetera. So he went with the last pick in the first round. Why'd he go, why it was so late? Well, people didn't know if he could fit into a pro offense. He wasn't particularly accurate. He didn't have a uh, he wasn't didn't have a big thick build, right? You're worried about him getting hurt, which he has gotten hurt uh, several numbers of times. So it has proven. But his other trait, he's improved as a passer, and he has elite traits. Got a very good arm. Lamar does. Okay, um, not as great outside the numbers, but not like tool where the ball dies. Uh, he's, he's, and, and he struggled at times with, he wasn't like a traditional drop back progression reading quarterback in the time which he was drafted. That's still valued. What you do from the pocket is still very valuable, but he has an elite traits as an athlete an elite trait in terms of, uh, he throws a very, very good deep ball. Brock Purdy doesn't have any elite traits outside of he's very, very bright. Hey, compare him to Josh Allen, who wasn't seen as very bright. And Josh Allen also wasn't crazy accurate. But you can improve on your accuracy as Josh Allen has. You can improve on your football intelligence as Josh Allen has. And there's just not things you can improve on 
Uh, you you can improve some of your strength. And again, you're ahead of the curve. You're a football genius. And if you surround a guy because he doesn't make any money with elite talent, but if you take away that elite talent, can he make plays on his own? The answer is no. I'm not saying the Niners have a quarterback problem. I actually think the solutions in the quarterback backfield, I think Sam Donald is that guy that can win them those types of games last night. But if there are games in the playoffs in which you lose Christian McCaffrey and you lose Debo Samuel, I, I just don't think he has the the ability to win those playoff games. I don't want to say on your own. Nobody wins on your own. But to make plays without the surrounding cast, without the supporting cast. And you could sit there and go, well, Lamar hasn't either. It's fair. It's fair. Um, Lamar's won a, a road playoff game. I was, I think, it was against the Titans. Uh, and and look, Lamar, they felt like Lamar's offense held him back. The Bills have not gotten to the Super Bowl. They lost in um, in what the divisional round to the Chiefs in that crazy fashion. That way, he when he pitched a perfect game, essentially. But I will stand by that those two guys have elite traits and Brock Purdy's elite traits is his mental intangibles, which I think those guys maybe can't catch up perfectly to, but can get close to and continue to improve on. And they've improved on their accuracy. Whereas I, I don't think he can become a bigger, better weapon or have, you know, be a, be those type of athletes of a Josh Allen or a, or a Lamar Jackson. And those are the guys you're competing against when you get to the playoffs. And those are the situations. Inevitably, somebody gets hurt. If they don't get hurt, they don't have injuries, the Niners had the best team, they win the Super Bowl. But that's almost never the case. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's get to what the Fox said. And now... Every day at this time of the Doug Gottlieb Show in the bonus podcast, we play for you a previous portion of uh, a Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports TV show. This is Dan Patrick talking about Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Aikman said he's uh. a top 10 quarterback. <laughs> he's like, I love Kirk Cousins. He's a top 10 quarterback. He looked fantastic. I would like to know uh, Troy's top 10, just so I know who he's taken out. Because, you know, we would always do this, oh, this guy's a top 10 player of all time. And I'd go, all right, well, let's run down the list because are you dropping Larry Bird out of your top 10? You know, is uh, uh, magic coming out of your top 10 here? And I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings re-signed Kirk Cousins. I, I really wouldn't. Um, and then maybe drafted a quarterback. But the Vikings, you know, they, they put pressure on you. I think they lead the league in sacks. You know, the problem has been the offense. They have a lot of turnovers, but you didn't, you know, they didn't get hurt with turnovers last night and you end up winning that game because of that. I, I don't know if that's a, I don't, I don't think the offense has been the issue with, with Kirk Cousins. They don't run the ball particularly well. Uh, they also don't stop you particularly well, but they're three and four with a soft schedule and there's a window there. I look, I've never been in love with Kirk Cousins, but I'm definitely in like with him, you know? I want you to think about this. Uh, in the NFC North, okay, he's the best quarterback. And you can say Jared Goff has taken the Rams to a Super Bowl, but Jared Goff is a less productive version of Kirk Cousins. Right? Jared Goff just doesn't turn the football over, but doesn't push it down the field either. So if you if you have whatever wherever you have Goff, 
Goff, the only thing Goff has done is he has accomplished more with the Rams in the playoffs. Um, Kirk Cousins has won a road game in the playoffs in New Orleans, tough place to play. But if you want to, like, the only thing you can say that Goff is better at is de- definitively is that Goff has has taken a team to the Super Bowl. So outside of that, you're like, all right. Well, you're like, okay, so where else does that put him? Um, let's go to the NFC West. I would put Stafford ahead of him. I I put Stafford. Stafford can can do more. Stafford would be ahead of him if it was me. But outside of that, he's the second best quarterback in the NFC West. Okay. NFC East. NFC East. Uh, in the NFC East, you have he's better than Sam Howell. Um, I don't think he's, I mean, right now he wouldn't be viewed as well as uh, Jalen Hurts, but the reality is he's been far more productive as a passer for a long time, not the overall player, and obviously not younger. Hurts would be ranked ahead of him. Um, he and Dak would be in a similar boat, and yet if you look, and I think most people are honest, he's better and safer with the football than Dak is. Both have had trouble in big games. And then you would take him ahead of Daniel Jones. In the NFC South, I've never been a big Derek Carr guy. Um, then, And, of course, he's been hurt. You know, I put him ahead of Baker, obviously ahead of Carolina. And who's the other team that I'm not thinking of? Atlanta, that ahead of Ritter or whoever else they throw out. So the point is that right now, you could put him somewhere between the third and fifth best quarterback in the NFC. And I'll, I'll grant you that in the AFC, you have Mahomes, um, you have Lamar Jackson, you know, you have, uh, you know, I, I, I like Justin Herbert better, but Justin Herbert's not playing as well as he has played previously. Some of that's his fault. Some of that is not. I don't know. I, I look at it and like, it's not crazy to have him somewhere in the 10 to 15 range. There's a lot of bad quarterbacks in the NFL. A lot of bad quarterbacks. Like, would you rank him in his career ahead of Russell Wilson? No. Is he better than Russell Wilson yet now? Yes. Absolutely. Right? He's better than what Garoppolo. I'm like, I'm kind of going through it here. And oftentimes to take Dan's thing is Dan's like, well, you know, we can't make it about just putting the guy in, taking the guy out. I'm telling you all these other guys that he's better than. You take him ahead of Mac Jones. I think the Tua thing would be an interesting conversation if you asked NFL people. I think most of them would probably take Kirk Cousins ahead of, of Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, you wouldn't. They wouldn't take him ahead of uh, what's his name in Buffalo. Right. But so like we're going to uh, go AFC North. Right. I mean, he's better than either guy in Indy. Um, I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence, everybody thinks has the ability to be better. Uh, you'd still, you know, you have a rookie quarterback who's playing really well for a rookie quarterback in Houston, but you take Kirk Cousins instead, like again, look through it. And there's a lot less elite quarterbacks than you think because Aaron Rodgers is out. Russell Wilson stinks. Right. And, you know, Garoppolo and Derek Carr never came to fruition as far as being elite-level quarterbacks. I don't think it's as crazy as one would think. Here's Colin Cowherd talking about Brock Purdy. There is a way Brock Purdy has to play, and it's leading in the fourth. 
getting good protection. He's good. He's just not very good. No, he's better than Trey Lance, C.J. Beathard, uh, Nick Mullins. Got better numbers than them because he's a better player than those. But if you look around the NFL, you know how this thing's going to end. It's going to end like it ended for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think Brock Purdy is a healthier, more mobile, cheaper version of Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think he has a significantly better arm or a significantly better athlete, but he's healthier, moves a little better. You can move the pocket, no doubt about that, and he's cheap. But last night told us what we know, that Brock Purdy is good. He can make good throws. There's a lot of guys in this league. They're good, but great and special wins that game. Go back to the Mahomes-Jets game, and that Jets defense is significantly better than Minnesota's defense. And when San Francisco got the ball back with a minute 11 left, you know it, I know it, we were all thinking the same thing. They got no shot. Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, you'd be like, we got ball game here. When they got that ball with a minute 11 left, you were sitting there even as a Niner fan thinking, Man, can't believe we lost this game. You knew it. And so, again, if you'd have had Hurts, you'd have had Mahomes, Burrow, and those are the ones, those are the ones that are going to end up hoisting trophies. And so I think I know how this thing's going to end for San Francisco. They're going to be in the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl, and you're going to be discouraged. I, I Listen, I, I don't know if that's where it's going to end, but people are slowly coming around to my statement about him. And what happens... And I know uh, it was a Cavino or Rich who was who, who was it who, you know, I, I was unfair with. It was Rich, okay, Rich Davis. So Cavino and Rich, the show that follows me, they and I had no problem. I got no problem with you coming at my take. It doesn't matter if you work at Fox or work somewhere else. Um, I I believe in the long game. I'm going to be right on this one. And when I when I've said that Brock Purdy was the a seventh round pick for a reason, it's like look. We had a lot of time to do a deep dive into Brock Purdy. And they have missed on quarterbacks before. Have missed on quarterbacks before. And I think you probably did miss on him by a couple of rounds. But what was the what was the logic behind a guy who was a four-year starter at Iowa State who had they evaluated his traits and he does not have any elite physical traits. He has elite mental traits, but at some point the intangibles have to meet with tangibles. Right, like, um, uh, take uh, take Buffalo for example. Right, take Buffalo for example. Buffalo has a quarterback who's super super talented in terms of elite physical traits. Right, you have Josh Allen, um, and Josh Allen though, like he was in college, seen as inaccurate, and he probably does not have as refined uh, an ability to break down a defense as Brock Purdy does. Brock Purdy's a smarter quarterback. Hey, but there's things that Brock... That, and so he can do a lot of things with his mind. But at some, at, on, at some point, you got to be able to do things with your arms and with your legs. And Josh Allen is a an, an elite athlete with an elite arm. And when you're playing in bad weather, you need that elite arm. And when things break down, you need to be an elite athlete. So that's the difference. Like, there's the easy difference. Look at Josh Allen, who has all the physical traits, but lacks some of the mental traits and accuracy. And people prefer the physical and think, you you know, look, you can't be a complete dope, can't be a complete idiot and be unwilling to learn. But you can learn those things. You can't learn how to throw the ball harder and better. 
crisper, maybe slightly, modestly so. You can't become a better athlete. You can't become bigger. So it's. I'm not saying Brock Purdy stinks, and I actually think they found a diamond in the rough, and the price point is really important. He doesn't make anything. They're playing, spending no money on quarterback. But I'm, I'm going to tell you this, and I believe it. If the Niners want to win the Super Bowl, their best chance is with Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold has elite traits. Now, he's got some flaws too, but he's got elite traits. That's why he was drafted number three in the draft. That's why he's gotten two previous opportunities and two previous uh, spots to to start. This is Brady Quinn talking about Michigan's sign-stealing story. Here's where I get skeptical of it. Other teams do this, all right? They just haven't been caught. Sign-stealing has gone on forever. You want me to give you the simple solution to all this? Yeah. Coach the quarterback. Do exactly what they do in the NFL. There, There you have it. You have you you speak into the helmet. Tell the quarterback what the play is. You speak into the helmet. Tell the, tell the linebacker, whoever it is on defense, what the defense is. Done, done. You don't have to worry about it. This it is now a non-issue if you want to get rid of it. So all they have to do is make that subtle change. This is never an issue for any teams, whatever moving forward. No idea why the NCAA wouldn't put or implement a rule like this. But beside beside that point, okay. There's other schools and teams that do this. And clearly, they're just maybe better at getting away with it. But it feels like for a guy with the background that Connor Stallions has as a very reputable decoder, that he would have been so sloppy with how he did this. You're, I mean, he's got his name in buying some of these tickets to opposing schools. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'll just put it this way. Like, we've all got friends who have gambled before it was legal to gamble. Not many of them were using... Their real name, whether it's an offshore book or whatever other account they've got. So why would you think then that a guy who is the guy supposedly to steal signals at Michigan, why would you think then that he's going to use his name and be so, I guess, putting himself at risk or out there like that, knowing what he was doing was illegal? Yeah, I I talked to a... um two offensive coordinators in college football, major college offensive coordinators last night. And they said, uh, it is a big deal and it does happen in a lot of places. You know, one of the guys uh, was a Pac-12 guy and he said, you know, the team that's known for it the most in the Pac-12 is Utah. I think Utah is known as sign stealers, you know. I agree with Brady Quinn. Here's the issue though, okay? And, And this is something they'd have to navigate. In the pro game, the headset goes off with 15 seconds remaining on the play clock. If we've seen in the college game, one of the things is they don't really trust the quarterback, per se, and they 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 go up to the line of scrimmage with one play, and then they look over to the sideline, and the sideline reads the defense for them and makes the site adjustment. So, again, could you do it where um, you have it like the pros and the – and the, the headset goes off after it with 15 seconds left? Yes. But it would also, and let's just kind of be honest with you, it would also be a very, very different, very, very different um, way of operating if the headset goes off. Leading the, I mean, you just have teams switching their defenses in the last 15 seconds. So that's the only thing you'd have to navigate. Like, you're not taking wins off the board from Michigan for it. 
You have some sort of slap on the wrist. Yeah, it was kind of brazen to do it under your own name and to get seen. And there's videos of him, you know, reading the signs and making the call. But I, I, and I, I kind of, I think it's a nothing burger only because we all know it's gone on. We all know it's happened. And the only, I feel like the only reason we haven't changed and evolved to the pro game is I almost feel like college football likes all those creative signs that dudes are holding up. And it's just kind of a reason to, it like entertains us, even if it's not as functional as we once thought. That's what the Fox said. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Who or what is annoying, Jason Stewart? And now, it's your annoying. Okay, so um, O.J. Simpson, one of the more despicable people on the face of the earth, um, he did something annoying, though. He somebody puts him on a podcast every week. I probably should get the the name of that person, but no. that person's yeah. awful yeah. too. Um, O.J. Simpson weighed in on uh, the Taylor Swift Brittany Mahomes uh, handshake. I didn't know who the other girl was, but hey, I thought it was uh, interesting. You know, just like you, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing you was thinking. <laughs> the other girl was uh, Mahomes' wife, by the way. Uh, the bombolas was hitting each other, you know. So, by the way, Jason and Doug, before you go on in any type of audio sense, you might make sure that the guest can be heard better than right. you can. Yeah. So, right. uh, under the laughing was OJ throwing in this line: "Their boulders was hitting each other." That was a little bit of a turn on. Um, this is disturbing for many reasons, like a 70 year old man weighing in on a couple 20 somethings or whatever. But, um, here's my rule and it should be a fast rule in life. If you murdered a blonde woman, (laughs) you, uh, give up the rights to ever have an opinion about blonde women. Hmm. Okay. Doug. Uh, well, I haven't murdered a blonde woman, so I don't, uh, it doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't, doesn't have anything to do with it. You can say whatever you want about them. Yes. Um, who puts OJ Simpson on their podcast? Somebody does. How fucking desperate are you for clicks that you will put a, 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 uh, a murderer on your podcast? Unbelievable. I know. Yeah. By the way, no chance you ask him about it. Right. Of course not. Yeah. Okay. What else? So, um, I'm going to mimic something that I already said on this portion of the podcast before Mm -hmm. creed sucks the band creed it's pretty much universally known that they're awful and they were mocked they were just like nickelback they they're just really bad if you like creed you had bad taste uh kirk cousins yet again last night after the game gave credit to creed what did he say Big to get a win, and um, and I got to say it, you know, Creed. I'm getting my ankles taped pregame because I try to get them taped as late as possible, and I'm sitting there on the table, and suddenly it comes on. And Garrett Bradbury's doing some body work next to me, and he goes, forget this, I got to go with, go enjoy this with the boys. So he then gets up and goes in the locker room, and I get my ankles taped, and we go in there. It's just it's really good morale, and then we go to we go to pray in the corner of the locker room with any guys that want to pray, and, and we go prayer, you know, over here. And so we had to turn the creed off. And Harrison Smith made a great point. He said, guys, this is the prayer. And I thought, that's that's pretty good. So, uh, so yeah, 
we'll, we'll, we'll keep playing. But they keep playing higher, and I'm going, Creed has a, a lot of hits. they got a good catalog. We don't have to only play higher, but they're taking us higher, so we'll take it. So the, the thing that annoyed me a couple of weeks ago, and it still annoys me, because the more I've looked into this, I can't tell whether or not Kirk Cousins is being ironic. I know the Rangers do it, I think, to be ironic. They play this cheesy-ass Creed music, and the Rangers have, have taken that to the World Series. Good for them. But I don't know if Kirk Cousins is joking or not. It, I'm, I'm on the fence of whether or not he really likes it or not. But that's what kind of annoys me. I'd, I'd hate to have to judge Kirk Cousins for having bad music taste, Doug. Um, yeah, it's an, it's annoying. And when it, it feels like Kirk, Kirk feels like a guy who's not in on the joke, like he's taking it seriously. And other yes. guys are, yes, that's, it's a weird deal. <laughs> that's exactly what Somebody it is. want to tell him? Nah, don't go with it. Don't go with it. Don't go with you, it. you sent out a tweet the other day that was funny. Something want, somebody want to tell her Oh, uh, it was the chick who was, it, it, she she took a permanent marker and where it said four <laughs> by four, she wrote equals eight. <laughs> oh, man, that's like, good. Mm. Um, what's annoying is the brother, brotherly shove tush push debate. The debate is, I, I don't know, I don't know why people don't like it or don't don't want it to be legal. I don't understand that. I've heard player safety. I've heard it. It's not a football play. I've heard it's not good TV. It's wildly um, effective for one team. And Nick Sirianni weighed in on that. You've seen it across the league that people can't do it like we can do it. They can't do it like we can do it. And uh, and so I'm making my plug right there. Like, don't, don't ban this play. Like, if everyone could do it, everybody would. Where's the camera? If everybody could do it, everybody would do it. And I, I know this guy's kind of a douchebag. I get that, but it, I I agree with him on this one. I I don't understand the sentiment against the play, Doug. I, maybe that's what annoys me about it. Um, it's a I, I like I I understand what you're saying, and if anyone says it's an unstoppable play, then why doesn't everybody do it? And others have done it, and they have been stopped at it, right? Um. I, all I can tell you is it does feel like fourth and one. It's kind of ridiculous. the The problem is you're not supposed to be able to push from behind, right? You're not supposed to be able to push from behind, and it emphasizes that. So that's why people want want it out. Like, do do guys push from behind as part of a play when a guy is close? Yes. Does that help people get first downs? Yes. Right? But this play is specifically designed to push a guy to a first down. And it should be noted that part of it is Jalen Hurts is, has unbelievable leg strength. That's part of what helps it. What was the difference, Doug Retreat and Jason, between that and the USC push? Is it Are they the Son, same? Well, the, the, again, the USC push, uh, Reggie Bush pushed him from behind. This is the same thing, only you have two or three players pushing from behind, and it's by design. That was just Reggie... Heads up, smart play, saw Matt Leinart was close, came in from behind and gave him a push, and apparently Leinart told him to do so. And but people this, weren't happy about that, correct? No. Yeah. No. no. That, so that's why. That's why. So we got um, Creed and Kirk Cousins' take on it. We have O.J. O. Simpson. O.J. O. To, to whoever's <laughs> podcast has O.J. Simpson on, you're fucking annoying. You're annoying! Why are we doing this? Why do I... 
because we can. So um, there's no good sound today, but I did like these tweets from Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs a, just, a, just went on X and, and wrote, I ain't going to lie. I do be feeling a little bad when I fuck up y'all parlay or fantasy. But trust me, it ain't because I ain't trying to make that motherfucker hit for y'all. Mm-hmm. Laughing emojis. That's amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing, amazing yeah. tweet. Amazing tweet. We can only read it to you here because we can. Let's get to our pick of the day. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! It's time for the pick of the day. Sorry I be fucking up y'all's parlays. I like that. I like that. Uh, eloquently eloquently put by one Stefan Diggs. Um, Arizona takes on Philadelphia tonight. The Philadelphia Phillies have never played in a game seven. That does not seem possible. Does not seem possible. And, you know, you got a rookie right-hander is going to get a start. Brandon Fott. How do you say his name? It's... I, I, is it Fat? Fott? Fat? Fat? Brandon Fat? Fod? And it's not... I heard somebody say, uh, I want to buy in a vowel. That's not the joke. He's got plenty of vowels and he's got plenty uh. of constants. He just needs to put them in normal order. <laughs> right? Yes. Whoever wins will take on the Texas Rangers... In the World Series. That's, it's amazing. Um, I don't know, man. I I love to, Fott's made all his three of his preseason starts this month. He's never faced the Phillies in the regular season. Suarez is pitching for the Phillies. 3-0 with a .94 ERA and one save in his eight career playoff games. Uh, on the other hand, he has been hit and hit hard by the Diamondbacks. One in three with a 5.09 ERA. Um, I'm going to take the Diamondbacks. They're dogs. You make a little extra money, and no one has any sort of feel. There's no reason that the Diamondbacks should be at this point, right? There's no logical reason that you should pick a, but what have we always told you about the sport of baseball? When things don't make sense, a rookie, who we can't even pronounce his last name, never faced the Phillies, had some form of success, is starting in a Game 7, what you would think is pressure-packed Philadelphia, going against a guy who's Suarez has pitched in, pitched in, in the playoffs plenty. And pitched well this year in the playoffs, 3-0 with a .94 ERA. One would think it's a layup for the Phillies, but the Phillies should have won game six at home. They did not. You know why? That's baseball. Give me the Diamondbacks. That's it for the In the Bonus podcast. My thanks to John Ramos and, of course, Jason Stewart. I'm Doug Gottlieb. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 